This is the day that the Lord has made. Check. There you go. Good morning, everyone. Amen. And Pastor and Lady Swan, happy anniversary. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, count it a privilege to stand before you this morning and share God's word, but Got to gotta do a couple of uh, quick things. Give some shout out to all those who uh, have taken part of service. Devon, the band, the choir, praise team, ministry and arts. We have our uh, greeters and ushers and uh, intercessors kicked us off this morning. Sound, uh, the production team, Bill. Uh, it take a lot of folks to go back there and whoever keep moving these, these curtains back and forth, you know. Uh, <laughs> They've been called now, don't, don't get it twisted. They've been called. But uh, no, we thank God for all those who, who, who take for And I'm just gonna say thank you to everybody. See, I, my brain don't run like, past, pastor got a memory like, oh, get out. I can't remember everybody. So if I forgot you, thank you, all right? Give me a hand cap of praise. Hey, I wanna thank my good brother, uh, Minister Underwood, who's serving online. And uh, Pastor, always like to know, Pastor, we got overflow in both parts, large Sunday school and in the sanctuary. So thank you all for serving with us over there. So we praise God for you being here on today. Hey, we're here to celebrate our pastor and uh, his family, because uh, as uh, it was said earlier, Mr. Potter may, may mention that, you know, when you accept the call into ministry, by default, a lot of other people come along with you. So we celebrate and honor you. And I know Sister Angie and the committee, we'll thank them for what they did as well, but also they came up with a theme, doing it in the community. And we know Pastor has a passion for the community. Uh, he already knows this, but it hasn't been formal now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna just break the bread. I'm just gonna spill the bean, you know. So Pastor received another war yesterday. Amen, which he'll be formally recognized uh, by the Samuel D. Witt, Proctor, Proctor D. Witt, I don't know, but somebody giving you, recognizing you for the community, am I right? There it is, somebody recognizing you, so we, we, we shouting him out for that, amen, amen. But also a uh, passion uh, for all of us to go to the community, so I just want to acknowledge uh, that our community outreach uh, ministry will be serving in the community. Well, yes, yeah, Sister Tyler, raise your hand, she'll be in the back, uh, at MRT, if you want to help with port, that's where churches come together and minister to people, uh, the homeless in the community. So please connect with her again, because we are community-minded. It don't do any good just to come in here and soak up all the word and keep it for yourself. Are, are y'all with me? Somebody need to hear your voice. Your voice might not ever be projected from the stage or, I don't know if I can use this word, but because I just learned it this morning, but I'm gonna use it. Efficus, what's that word, efficacious? Your word might have some efficacious, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, y'all break it down to layman people, man. Y'all, you know, <laughs> somebody told me that means effect, okay? But your words do have effect on people, amen? Somebody needs to hear your voice, amen? <laughs> Y'all asked me to preach, I didn't sign up now. 
I done preached enough in my 21 years, 22 years of ministry that I'm a little bit like, I shared this with Pastor uh, a little bit ago. Uh, and this is true, you know, God revealed to me. I see myself now, and I, I didn't know what this meant because where I was licensed, ordained, before I came to Ivy, we had elders in the church. And I see myself now as an elder, not because I got a lot of wisdom, because let me tell you, I made a lot of mistakes. But God has deposited so much in there and he allowed me the opportunity to learn from those mistakes. That my passion now is to help the younger people in ministry, my brother Emerson and Reverend Erica and brother Meech and Everybody younger than me, but uh, Pretlow and Nichols. <laughs> so uh, my call now is to be an elder. And this stage is, is, is now a fraction to me of what an elder does. And so I honored that the committee asked me to preach and I have a word, but I want you to know that as I transition in this part of my life into ministry, I'm ready to drop nuggets. I don't know how much long I'll be here. I ain't got no kind of sense, but what I want to do is I can't be responsible for you to what you receive, but I can be responsible to empty everything that God has given me. And that's what my assignment is for the rest of my life. Amen. Do it for the community. Y'all stand with me to your feet. We got one scripture or two verses. And I share with Bill, you know, again, I'm a new law preacher, man. Ain't got no PowerPoints. I might have a few points. I don't know. I ain't gave Bill nothing but the scripture. Okay? And then we're going to see what God do. All right? I promise you, I know preachers say this all the time, Darren. I ain't going to be before you long. Well, I ain't going to say that, but okay, okay. But we're going to give whatever the Lord gives. Amen? Amen. Pastor Lee, I just want to love you. Scripture is found in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. And for my young folks, I'm reading from the NIV because y'all know I'm King James. So I'm reading from the NIV. Is that all right, Devon? Yes, sir. All right. And the word says, be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. Father, not my will, but thy will. Let the words of my mouth and the many meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. The thought for today is stand firm in the community. And so uh, definitely shout out to, you know, my bride who, who gives me, you know, she likes to check me out when I get ready to speak and make sure I ain't up here embarrassing her and <laughs> using words all out of context and all that kind of stuff. So appreciate the, the study we had yesterday. Also want to shout out, I have three of my four children here, uh, praise God uh, 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 for being here. I uh, told Minister Potter, I said, they coming in looking for seats at 11, at, uh, 11 o'clock. 
Your final seats at, your final seats at 11 o'clock where you won't sit together. Well, I praise God for they being in the house anyway. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hey, so we want to talk about doing it in the community. And as I was um, preparing for this, I wanted to understand what the community really is. Now, when, 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 I, when I hear it, the first thing I think of, you know, all out here, you know, Maple Avenue and 25th Street and Poplar, you know, all, all those type of areas. And that is a community. But community is actually a place where people gather and have some connection. Y'all with me? So really the church is a community. Community of believers who, who believe in a same common thing and hopefully we all believe that Jesus is Lord, amen? Your home is a community. No matter what the dynamics of your home, because you all live someplace together, maybe you share the same names, maybe you, you, uh, uh, you all look alike, maybe you just up under somebody's house and they paying your bills. You're a community. Also, your job's a community because you spend, most of us spend a lot of hours together on our jobs and we become a community and some terminology we use, we say we're a family. Well, the community is, again, where a group of people come together and they have a com common uh, purpose and share some similarities. Well, we want to talk about, you know, in honor of our pastor, because he is community-minded, we want to talk about standing firm in the community. Are, are y'all with me? Because our communities, be it our jobs, our churches, our, our, our families, Maple Avenue needs some type of example of what right looks like. In a day and time, in this moment of history that we're in, everybody has a picture or portrays a picture of what they believe right looks like. I ain't gonna get into a whole lot of stuff, but y'all know y'all see people walking here and there walking together, walking separate, and that sure don't look like what right looks like according to the word. But when God calls us into the community, and maybe I'm speaking to somebody's home, somebody in your home need to understand what right looks like. But in order to portray that picture before you and I can just start spewing out things, we got to become something. Because how many of y'all want to know, if, if I was out here running the street last night, I wouldn't have no effect before y'all this morning. You can't take anybody, you can't have any influence on anybody than what's in you. The level of spiritual maturity and influence you want to have directly correlates with the relationship you have with God. If your relationship merely lends to just Sunday morning, and on a good week you get on Zoom and look at Bible study, your efficacy <laughs> is very little. Are y'all with me? Am I using that word right, Deacon Jones? Okay, okay, okay. 
Whatever the word. I, I, I'm going to leave it alone. I can't even say it right. <laughs> All right. All right. But what I'm saying to you out of the word is the same thing the Apostle Paul was trying to tell the church at Corinth. So for those of y'all who read your Bibles, y'all can amen me if I'm right. And for those of you all that don't read your Bibles, you need to check out what I'm saying to make sure it's true. All right. So Paul spent the first 15 chapters of 1 Corinthians, a letter that he wrote to the church of Corinth, really with two major themes. Unity and love. If you go back and you read everything, the root of all of what he was writing to this church, to this community of believers, was about unity and love. Somebody said, well, why you got to tell church people to love each other and to operate in unity? Because just like the church of Corinth, people got saved from all walks of life. People came to Corinth because their jobs moved them there in that time, and, and they came, they traded it, ended up staying there. So they brought all their cultural differences, beliefs, attitudes, and behavior, and they joined the church. Are y'all with me? Now, I don't know if some of y'all don't get along with somebody in here, but I dropped by to tell you, that just like Paul was telling the church of Corinth, God tell me, told me to tell you, if you want to have influence, you got to become what God has called you to become. Are, are y'all with me? I don't care how good you sing. I don't care how good you preach. I don't care how well you run in that camera. And whoever was running these curtains in the back, I don't care how well you do that. But unless God has your heart and you surrendered your will to God's will, ain't no success in what you're doing. Am I, are y'all with me? What I learned in my 22 years of ministry, success is not defined by what the stage says, how many degrees I have or don't have, what positions in life I do have or, do, or don't have, where I live or where I go and what my bank account says that I have. Success, according to God, is that I finished my assignment and I was obedient to God. That's why the Apostle Paul was able to say, I am ready now because my departure is hand. I finished my work. I completed everything that God gave me to do. That's success. So I want you to think about it as we walk through for a few minutes here. Have you completed everything in your community that God has called you to complete? Your community, yes, is Ivy, but your community is home. 
your job, and wherever you have influence. Amen? Let's look at our scripture. All right. Somebody say, faith come by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You ain't going to believe nothing I say. You better believe what Jesus said. Amen? So the Bible says, be on your God. Stand firm in the faith. Are y'all with me? Stand firm in the faith in what you believe. The world don't need weak-minded, wavering Christians when they calling out stuff. Your community, in your home, somebody need to see what Jesus looked like. But the only way you can do that is you got to become guarded. Are you with me? That's why Paul says, become guarded. What do you mean, Reb, become guarded? Well, what I've also learned is in community, there's something called poverty. Are y'all with me? Poverty, we immediately go to our mind and think of financial. I don't have any money. But in a book that I read a number of years ago called When Helping Hurts, defines poverty as a system of broken relationships. That's poverty. In your community, there's poverty. Those broken relationships, as the book defines this, it says it's first a broken relationship with you and God, but then there's a broken relationship within yourself, then there's a broken relationship within others, and then with all of God's creation. But in order to stand firm, you got to become guarded because even after salvation, even though you're whole in Christ, those spirit of brokenness still surfaces up at times. And you got to learn how, how to deal with it. So what does it mean to be guarded in your community? How many of us know that when you stand for right, somebody's going to attack you? But I'm, let, me, let me take this blend. Let me take your eyes off of what somebody else is doing. And let's put our eyes on what we are doing to ourselves. See, I have to be guarded so when I take a stand in the communities in which I walk, like Paul told uh, the church of Corinth, I've got to be guarded against my preferences. Because I want a thing a certain way, and I want to oftentimes have my way, that I have to be guarded that when I don't get it in my community, I start to feel some kind of way. Let me use me for example. So when Tabitha don't let me have my way, <laughs> hey, Sean, you know, I get my way most of the time, bro. But uh, <laughs> when I can't have my way at home, when my children were home, they watching me. Are y'all with me? And if I want to have influence, then how I respond 
to her really determines the influence that I have. But unless I become guarded against my own self, are y'all with me? This ain't got nothing to do about her. Because I should not let her, you, or anybody else determine how I respond. Because I'm guarded by the blood of Jesus. See, when I say no weapon formed against me, I mean my own self. I can't, my own self can't form against me and cause me not to prosper or be successful. But when I'm so busy in the community looking at what everybody else is doing and not doing and have not guard my heart. The Bible says out of the heart flows the issues of life. We got to guard, we got to become guarded. And what that means is you've got to understand where you are positionally. Because you already hid in Christ. But most of us live as if we're naked before the world. But that comes with, like I said, with understanding what God has done for you through his word. So here is Paul, and let me tell you what was happening. So you got to read the whole chapter. That's your homework, okay? I ain't checking the homework, so that's on you. Like my teacher, teacher told me one time, I'm going to put it out there. If you don't get it, it's on you. Okay, so if you read the whole 16th chapter, as Paul is writing somewhere around the 12th, 13th verse, y'all check it out, make sure I'm saying what's right. He's talking about Apollos, okay? And he's telling the church, hey, when Apollos come, I want y'all to treat him right. Now, if you're, for those of y'all who don't know the Bible, Apollos is a preacher, an evangelist, okay? So y'all would think he would be teaching the evangelists right, am I right? No, they don't happen like that. And because in the first, second, third chapter, somewhere in there, there was division in the church because you know what some people say? I'm a Paul. I'm of Apollos. They had preferences. Let me let, me, let, me let y'all know something. They say, well, I ain't coming to church because Pastor Swan ain't preaching. I ain't coming to church because they told me Reverend Person preaching. But you got to be guarded from that because, here, let me tell you something. And Pastor, I told, told him this. My wife, I'm wait till you. Don't say amen just because I'm saying something. You better search the scripture. Because when you search the scripture, then you know for yourself what's true or what's not true so you can guard yourself. Because too many people stand on the stage and preach to your emotions stare you up, get you all hyped up, ain't said nothing, and you walk out of church and you say, man, we had a time. I don't need to have a time. I need to be rooted in God's word. I need to be guarded against myself because when I walk out this church, my own self is going to cause me to stumble. Come from the word. Told y'all I'm an elder of the church now. I ain't got, you ain't got to ask me to preach no more. I'm going to drop these nuggets on the day. Hey, because see, I love you enough. I love you enough 
to tell you the truth. And I ain't just, some of y'all know, I ain't just scared to tell you the truth from here. I'll go to your face. I ain't bad, and I don't dot I's and cross T's. But my Bible teach me, if a brother who's overtaken on a fault, you who are spiritual, you supposed to go to them, not talk about them. You ain't supposed to sit there and look at them and laugh at them and let them fall. You who are spiritual, restore them with God's word in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, God yourself, that you won't be tempted. I'm telling you, saints, we have the answers in our community. And unless we become guarded, we can lose our influence. Are y'all with me? Well, Paul shifts next. How I'm doing on time, Dan? I'm good, Darren? All right. <laughs> Paul shifts a little bit. Look what he go here. So he says, be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Here you go. Be courageous. Be strong. Do everything in love. Now, I wrestled with that thing. I, I had to wrestle with that text. Pastor, I went and got my Matthew Henry, con, con, you know, got my, 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 my uh, 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 what do you call that thing? Uh, concordance, yeah. Commentary. And let me tell you, Captain has been to all kinds of schools. She got all these kind of seminary, but if I never go, I done been because I'm reading all them books. <laughs> so got my, got my Matthew Henry commentary. And I'm looking up this scripture because I'm wrestling with this thing. How did Paul shift from talking about Apollos and others, put these two verses in here, and I ain't even going to try to say the next people name. It's like that Ephesus word or whatever. But y'all go read it. It's in verse 15, 16. They go talk about these people. Because in the midst of talking about these two people that in this community that the church of Corinth was in, Paul wanted their relationship to go from brokenness to wholeness that he says that you first got to become guarded and then you got to operate in love. And it takes courage and guts to operate in love. What do you mean, preacher? Is there somebody in here is this hard for you to love? I ain't no answer to that. So somebody say, yeah. <laughs> Rhetorical, I want to think on that. But uh, listen, this is, what, this is the church. This is the community we're in. Because we are different people, we have preferences, we become, sometimes, we get on each other's nerves. I'm, I'm, I don't raise your hand on this. Is it anybody in your family get on your nerves? I say don't raise your hand. I'm talking about church. I'm talking about the church now. We're talking about restoration and growing in Christ and becoming developed as Christians. This is where we live as a body of Christ. 
and we want to have effectiveness and influence. We got to have the courage to love in spite of. I'm sure when pastor walks into the community, he's probably challenged with making a stand or taking a stance. And I'm sure he can testify, as long as I'm not gonna testify for him, that, that there was probably some times that he took, the stand, took a stand that was not popular, that maybe as the world dictated, it cost him something. But I wanna talk about the times in our pastor, I'm talking about the times when we don't take that stand because we're afraid of what somebody might say or what we might lose. It's courage to understand that everything that God has for me, no matter what stand I take, you can't stop it from happening to me. And if I take a stand, watch this, this is what God shared with me. If I take a stand and there's some loss as the world defines it, God's still working it for my good. See, what I'm learning to look at, Brother Orr, what I'm learning to see, Brother Orr, is that all things that come to me has to be sifted through the hands of God. So when things come my way, I feel a little bit like Job. Y'all know Job? For y'all who don't know Job, let me tell you about it. Old Testament, okay? Job was a man who was upright. That's what the Bible says. And didn't like evil. King James said his shoe was evil. So I'll kind of break that down for y'all. Don't like King James, okay? But God said, the enemy said to the Lord, Job only checking loving you because you're doing everything for him. God said, have you considered my servant Job? So God allowed, y'all with me? This thing to come upon Job. But if you got to read the whole chapter, it was really for his growth and his maturity. And Job had to be strong enough to take all that, that what God was allowing to come. What do you mean by that? Because here's a man, and I'm, I'm gonna get on here, and, I, and I, I'm in good time, Darren. Darren, tell me I'm in good time. Job, when he lost his wife, his children, all his possessions, you know what he said, Pastor? He said, Naked came out from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord has given, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So here's my question to you. Do you have the courage that if everything that you hold and dear to right now, God allowed to take away because you took a stand for him, do you have the courage to still stand in the community? And watch this and love the people that were the instrument of taking it away from you. Are y'all with me? because you want to have influence. It's one set of influence that I can have when I'm out there in the community, whether it's my home, the community at large, or wherever, the church, and I'm doing all these great things, and, and my life is good. But when hell is hitting my life, 
and I'm losing friends and I'm losing relationships and I'm losing money and I'm losing everything else. Titles and positions are being stripped from me. Can I still say, naked came out from my mother's womb? And can I still love the people? And I want you to get this, because they're merely the instrument. Don't give them that much credit. They ain't taking nothing from you. They're just an instrument that's being used because God wants you to look at you and love you because you know why? While we were yet a sinner, while I was taken from Jesus, while I was cursing Jesus, while I was uh, disgracing his name, Christ loved me enough in spite of And if you're going to have influence in the community, Lady Swan and Pastor, you got to have the courage to love in spite of. Now, I don't know nothing about what's going on. I know a little something, but I don't know what's going on. But I can only imagine, as pastor, there's some problems some folks ain't happy with them. Well, y'all got quiet. I ain't getting any amen for that one. <laughs> because of some decisions that he had to make. I ain't standing for sitting that between him and the Lord, but I'm sitting under his leadership, so I'm going to follow him as long as he follows Christ, okay? Whether well, at times my flesh don't necessarily like it. You say, how you know that? Because, see, I know some of y'all ain't liking none of the decisions I made <laughs> at director of ministry. See, y'all tells me y'all won't go talk to the pastor. Y'all won't come tell me to tell him. That's second, third-hand information. I don't do, I don't play. Y'all know that. Y'all that came to me, I done told you, I don't play that. Okay? But see, what I've learned, and this is where we got to have the courage. I need y'all to get this in your spirit. Because in the day and time we are living in, y'all can get it twisted and think it's all a bed of roses. Where are we going in history? is the believers got to be willing to take a stand for righteousness. And if you're not standing up and calling sin, sin, you're losing your influence. This ain't got nothing to do with political parties. This ain't got nothing to do with what you think is right and what's in my, I'm talking about what's right is defined by God if you call yourself a believer. And it takes guts to stand up and say what God says in the community. I don't want to just shout in church, Sister Rita. I want to shout in my community. I want people that, that my children that are here they need, to be able to, they need to be able to look at saying, you know what, what daddy says, what he lived at home. Because if it's not what I lived at home, then guess what, I'm a hypocrite. And I have no influence because I don't have the courage enough to stand not only here, but in my house and let some things go. And then he said, become strong so you can love in spite of. Becoming strong is becoming rooted. Amen. You know, Ephesians, I know most of us know this, say, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 
So we quote that, and that's in Ephesians chapter 6, and we say that, and we can probably run the rest of the verses to that scripture. But how do we live out being strong in the Lord? It comes by living your daily life, making a decision that I'm going to stand for what I do. Because, see, when I'm weak, let me, let me tell you something. And Tabitha has shared this before openly, uh, you know. So, you know, when we got married, we had a blended family. Y'all know this. And um, so there was challenging times in our relationship. And we both had to be strong. Not in our flesh, but in the Lord. She shared her own testimony with y'all before. She might, it was sometimes that, 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 you know, my flesh, D wanted to say, man, it ain't, you know, this ain't worth it. I'm talking about the Christian faith. Y'all with me? I'm talking about believers. Love Jesus. Baptized in the Holy Spirit. Quote all kinds of scriptures. But I ain't want that strength. It was only because of her and my commitment, not merely, and I need some married people to get this, to each other, but to God. That we said, we ain't being no quitters. That we gonna be strong. That we're going to stand on what God promised. He said, upon my church, your relationship, that I built the two of y'all together. The very gates of hell. But I and her, she and I, had to make a decision to stand in our community so our children could see what rights look like. Divorces of all time high because too many people see what society say right look like. When the going get tough, just get going. And I ain't talking about nobody else between you and God, what happened to you. And I'm definitely not telling anybody if you're in a violent relationship that you need to stay there and get your, I ain't saying that. But what I'm saying is, is that we got to have guts. to stand firm in love in spite of. And let me say this, and I'm going to bring this to a close. This is Paul writing to a church. I'm not the senior pastor, but I'm his assistant, and we talk a lot and we share a lot. And I think I can clearly say, pastor has a heart for people. Now, not building him up or anything like that. I'm just saying what my, with him. But what we often talk about is the church and what the church going to look like 20 years from now. Because so many people now are compromising just to get numbers. Can, can I share something with y'all? 
Where are my intercessors? Stand up. Stand up. Let me show you something. This is how you have courage. About 15, and this, some must not be here, they must still be at home sleeping. <laughs> so about 15 of these intercessors, let me tell you what they did Friday night. They came in here at 6 o'clock Friday evening. They didn't leave this family life center to 6 in the morning. Won't no lights on, won't no stage, won't nobody hollering, shouting, praising, all that. They came and interceded for the church. I need y'all to get this. I need y'all to get this in your mind. Because they understand the attack on Ivy. Y'all can sit down. Because I know some of y'all, I've seen some of y'all, y'all tired. So go and sit down. <laughs> they seen the attack on Ivy. And what that means is they said, I'm going to come and pray for the church of Ivy specifically that the members get girded up in truth and have the guts to stand for righteousness. Because the church of 20 years now is not dependent on them. It's dependent on us. We're standing on the shoulders of 30 and 40 years ago of Ivy's people. What they did, decisions they made, the prayers they prayed, is being manifested in front of us right now. So here's my question to you. What are they going to say about us? Are we just going to blend in with the world? Or are we going to be those peculiar people? And as we go out into our community, not just our pastor, are we truly going to have the guts to stand and be strong on the faith of God and love each other in spite of it? Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, God, for your word. Pray that your word has not fell on deaf ears. Pray that you hide me behind the cross. Pray, God, that your word will penetrate hearts, that people have not heard me, but they have heard you. God, we want to offer salvation to anyone here today that's not saved, whether they're in the building or online. That your word says, if you confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Lord, before we leave this place, let them come. God, also, if there's someone here to save and they're just looking for a church home, at the end of service, Lord, let them, let them come also. Let them know that we'll be here to be with them, Lord, and to help them connect to this body. But if there's also someone to be here that needs prayer, our intercessors and deacons and ministers and others will be here also to pray for them, Lord. Because, God, we want to stand firm in the truth of your word and have the influence that you would have us to have. So, Father, we love you on the day and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey. Amen. So here's what I like. Here's what I like to do. Mass pastor and his family to come forward. Uh, my swan, my dumb lap. Y'all, y'all, y'all in the family, right? Yeah. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, Darren, I know you're a cuz, but you can come on too, man. <laughs> you're good, okay. Right. I'm going to ask that the, the associate ministers, any other clergy that might be here, joint board, joint board, Typically, uh, we, we did this pre-COVID uh, fifth um, Sundays, we would gather and, and cover our pastor and his family in prayer. And I think it's only fitting that we conclude your anniversary with covering you all in prayer. To Cam and Cole, you know, I ain't never been a preacher kid, but my kids have been. <laughs> So I don't know what you experienced, but I know that some things are put on you and maybe you didn't even ask. But the same God that covers your parents is the same God that covers you. And you're just trusting in them. I do believe in the power of prayer. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person, it avails much. And I'm just gonna ask that we cover those who are not standing uh, stretch your hand towards our pastor and his family. And let's agree in prayer to pray that the God will cover them. Amen. God, you said in your word to be still and to know. To know that you are God and above you there is none other. I'm praying, God, that you'll steal the hearts of this family right now. That in the business of their individual and collective lives, that you will steal their hearts and that they can know that you're the God of their life. And you have a path for them to take. God, let them know in advance that there is tribulation on that path. There's discouragement on that path. There's distractions on that path. But God, you promised them in your word that you will never leave them nor forsake them. And that as they walk through those tribulations, those valley experiences, Lord, the haters, the backbiters, God, it is your love that protects them, Lord. Give pastor the courage, God, to lead Ivy and his family. Give him the power and the guts, God, to stand against his own flesh, God. Rebuke the spirit of negativity, compromise, and giving up, and empower him with the hope that only comes from you, God. Yes. 
the weight that laid its one carries God. To be what others have in their eyes, her to be God. To struggle with maybe what people think, how she should act or she should respond. Speak to her heart and let her, that she only responds according to your will. And if there are things in her life that she needs to get right to line up with that, let that be what she judges herself against, not the words of others. For Cameron and Cole, young adults in a foul society, Young adults that have to experience everything, some things that we never even dreamed of having to experience. But the same God that kept us when we were young adults are the same God that will keep them even now. Cover them with their blood. Watch them right now, God. Anoint them from on high right now, God. Move upon their life, God. Give them clarity of purpose and decision that wherever they trod and wherever they go, that they'll be rooted and stand firm on your faith, Lord. With courage and guts. And I do pray for the parents Ma Dunlap, Ma Swan, Pop Swan, who's home recovering. Can't imagine what maybe goes through their minds at times to be a member of a church where their children are leaders. Maybe they hear the whispers of people talking about their children. Maybe they're in a meeting and someone talks about the decision that their child has made. Maybe they're on a text thread and they see someone talking about their children. God, give them the power to love in spite of. Because even those things had to be sifted through your hand before their eyes and their ears even heard it. Make them into the parents of adult children that their adult children and their grandchildren need in this moment of history. And now I pray for all of our church, God. That we'll put away, as Paul told the Corinth, our prefaces. And follow the pastor as he follows Christ. And if we see something or we don't understand, give us the courage not to talk about him, 
but go to him and talk, as the scripture has said. Father, we celebrate him only 17 years, and we pray for many more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, we're going to dismiss right from here. If the those of you online, if you want to join our church, please text join. It's on, it'll be on the screen. Someone will reach out to you. Oh, okay, Pastor. Oh, Pastor won't say something. Okay, you, you're still the senior pastor, so come on up. Y'all have a seat. Pastor, come on up. You got your mic? You got your mic? Good afternoon, good morning. What, what is it? Where are we? Left it upstairs. <sighs> Left good morning, Ivy. Good morning, family and friends and visitors and, and everyone that's assembled here. Was that not a powerful word? Elder. That is definitely a word from an elder. You know, growing up in, in uh, Kojic, you know, that, that word there, that, that presence there. Um, that's something that we don't get to see often, you know, in, in our culture and our church today. So thank you for having the courage to, to stand on the word and to, to be present in the word and to preach the word. Thank you. Uh, I won't get into calling names and because I will get in trouble because I will certainly forget someone. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the gifts of expression and your love and your words of encouragement and your text messages and, and all of that. I just want to thank you. Thank you for um, our family who's here, our kids who are here from college. Thank you for just being two of the, my most favorite people in the world. I just love you all. You know, when we got here, uh, they were babies 17 years ago. They really were babies. And they have grown up to be um, two of the most uh, well-adjusted young adult uh, human beings that I could ever, ever call the honor to know. So I want to thank you for um, the wonderful young adults that you all have grown into. Um, thank you for all that you have endured um, because you did not ask for this. Reverend Person um, talked about that. You did not ask for this, um, but you have handled it with grace. You have handled it with um, all that you know to handle it in your young years. So I just want to say thank you. We love you. Um, thank you so much for putting up with us, and thank you so much uh, for putting up with this. You know, uh, many kids who don't know this, Reverend Person, your kids are in the room. They know. Um, they know what it's like um, to experience and to be um, PKs. So um, just thank you. Thank you so much. We love you. Um, thank you to uh, the anniversary committee, and thank you to um, the decorating committee. Want the decorations beautiful? We saw them out front. We saw them in all of the little um, little expressions, and the love is in the details. So I just want to say thank you to everyone um, who played a part in the service on today and the planning. I know um, it was top secret because we literally did not know a thing. So I don't know what you all did. You sent smoke signals or whatever you all did to communicate with one another. But um, thank you so much. I love you. Um, we. As has been mentioned before, you know, we love the church, we love the community, and, and I can say, you know, as I've 
grown in the years of being here as First Lady. You know, I know that I've made mistakes. And, you know, I thank you for loving me and, and walking with me in spite of and growing with me and correcting me and showing me, you know, what it means and what right looks like. And, you know, I've, I've always um, endeavored to walk in what right looks like. And I want to be the instrument here for the women, for women's ministry. And, and ladies, we need to do, you know, what Reverend Person said, let's, let's show the community and show our homes and, and show all of those places where we have, what's that word? F, that word, <laughs> influence. <laughs> what right looks like. We're gonna have the definition of that word on the screen on next Sunday, so there will be a quiz. Um, but let's show, ladies, let's show you know, our families and our friends and our places of influence what walking right looks like, what walking for the Lord looks like. Let's not compromise and, and blend into what the world is saying and, and, and what the world shows us about being women. There's nothing wrong with being a woman and being a, a feminine woman and showing the world what that looks like. We have so much influence, so let's do it right. Let's do it right. So again, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you, honey, for giving me the space to be who I wanted to be in spite of what what the responsibility was. So thank you for allowing me to, to find my footing and to walk in ministry and to serve in ministry in the way in which it was comfortable for me so that our family could be what we have become and what we continue to become. So thank you so much. I love you. Hey, y'all. I know the hour is... Uh late and y'all are hungry, y'all probably want some chicken by now or something. So uh, today was uh, overwhelming as it normally is on anniversary Sundays. So let me go through my list pretty quickly so we can uh, be dismissed. Uh, I want to first start uh, with my family. Um, I think so much of what people think about pastor's anniversary, and I've been a big proponent of pushing not a pastor's anniversary, but a Swan family anniversary because so much of what it takes for me to do what I do is also reflective on what she does, of which most of you have no idea and see. So I want to start with Lady Swan and thank you, babe, for standing by my side and thank you for doing the things behind the scenes that nobody knows about and nobody sees but allows our family to function the way it needs to function so I can stand and do what God's called me to do. And I appreciate the fact that you sacrificed your career. And last week we talked about now is your season. Now that the kids are out and um, it's just us and you are able now to pursue the things that you had to put on hold so I could be here to do this. So family, I don't think you all realize just how significant of a first lady we have she's not one to want to be in the limelight she's not one to you know crave attention she just likes to work behind the scenes and get things done so Ivy can you give Lady Swan a big big clap off and pray
they, yeah, you gotta have one, right? You gotta have one. <laughs> as mentioned to our kids, who are the heartbeats of us that uh, make our house go, as Lady Swan said that when we first got here, Cameron was five years old and Cole was two. Um, Cameron, bless the Lord, is about to graduate in May from George Mason University. Hallelujah. And, Ke and Cole is about to finish his first year at VCU, and so he's doing very well. We love y'all, and, and we mean that from the bottom of our heart. Thank you so much for putting up with this because most people don't understand what it's like to have to deal with all of this and still people accept you for you and not because you're Pastor Swan and Lady Swan's son or daughter. And my greatest joy now is that as you've moved out of the spotlight and now you're in your own space, now the title that I have the most is I'm just your dad. And that's the title that I enjoy the most. So love you and thank God for y'all being here. To... Uh, Maud Dunlap, who moved from Richmond to come down, and now since she's gotten here, she has jumped right in and found her place in ministry, and Maud Dunlap, we love you. To Tracy, who's right here also, who's Lady Swan's sister, who is phenomenal at that camera right there, that, that photography. Lord, have mercy. That camera lens right there is more than my car. I just want y'all to know. She does a tremendous job. We love you, sis. Uh, to my mom, who's here, um, and my dad, who's not here, who is still recovering from soldier sur shoulder surgery, but is watching. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, you know, I grew up in two completely different um, denominations. So my father was raised Baptist, my mother was raised Episcopal. So I lived as a single, as an only child in a household where two different religions were in the same household not two churches, two different religions. So the fact that they have decided to join Ivy says that they were willing to put their religious differences aside for the benefit of me and First Lady so they could be here to support their son and I can't tell you how much that means to me that you all are here. Thank you. To Darren and Leck, uh, my extended family that is here to Munch and Chan, you all have come over as well to be my big brother and big sister and hold it down for me. I love you and thank you for that as well. Now, to the anniversary committee, you all did a fantastic job and uh, we need to give them another big round of applause. They get mad at me every year because um, you know, I tell them I don't, I don't want much. And the reason why I say that is because I recognize that there is a fine line for everybody between how to appropriately honor someone versus pastor worship. We never want it to be about us that it's about pastor worship. We want the main thing to be the main thing and that's lifting up Jesus and him being crucified. So thank you to the committee that did a great job today and um, making sure that the honor was there without the worship. And I appreciate all that they have done. Uh, to the joint board uh, who also helps, this is to Deacon Wayne Jones and Trustee Wayne Ellison who are both chairs. Thank you for supporting me uh, in allowing me to lead 
Um, we're not like most churches where there's odds with the board and the pastor over the direction of the church. That doesn't mean that we always agree. That doesn't always mean that we see it the same way, but they still allow me to lead. And I certainly thank God for that. For our sons and daughters in the ministry, y'all heard Reverend Person today. Did not he preach the word today? Did a fantastic job. So y'all got to know that for me, um, the sons and daughters of Ivy, I liken to Cameron and Cole. So for me, my greatest joy is not me preaching or teaching. As a parent, my greatest joy was sitting in the stands and watching Cole play. It was sitting in the seat a couple of weeks ago. Cameron's doing a dance performance at George Mason. So to stand, to sit and to watch you and to see how you've grown and to see how you have conviction and passion for what the Lord has put in your heart. That's the greatest joy for me. And in two weeks, when our associate ministers get up here and do the seven last words, that's a prideful moment for me. That's my inheritance. That's, that's my legacy, excuse me. That's what I'm leaving when this time is over. So to our sons and daughters, I love you dearly. Thank God for your gift. Let's give them a big clap off and a praise. Awesome. To the Ivy staff, Lord have mercy. The staff does a tremendous job each and every day. They have to take the vision and actually make it happen. And it's not easy to do because I have lots of ideas and things. And they know that. And so, but they do what they do in a spirit of excellence. And so I want to thank the staff for working so very hard each and every day to make Ivy special. I want to thank our ministry leaders. For those of you who are not compensated to lead, but you still show up faithfully in your area to serve, I thank you. Last, I want to thank our congregation. 17 years, you know, when somebody gets 17, you stop listening to your parents. What you think? They're they listening to us? What you think? You think they're listening? Some might be listening. What you think? few of them yeah but at 17 lady swan and i were preparing our kids for how to stand on their own and that's where we are with you all we don't want you to be dependent on us we want you to be able to stand on your own it's like reverend person said you then can go back and stand in your house stand in your community stand in your family so we appreciate the fact that with our kids, our conversations are different now because they're older. And we pray the same for you all, that as you grow in Christ, that our conversations about Christ, your family, your life, your past, how you see things begin to change. And that's all we've ever wanted. We never came here to think about how many people Mega or many was not in our minds. All we wanted to do since we got here was just love whoever God has brought here. We still want to do that. So thank you on behalf of my family to you all. We love you much. Thank you for allowing us to be us. I know that how we do it may or may not be pleasing to everybody. But I've come to know that I can't please everybody all the time so if I've offended you in any way I'm sorry but my responsibility is to drive this bus to get to where God has called us to go 
And some people might like it, some people might not, but that's part of the responsibility. I take a lot of credit sometimes for things that I didn't do, and I also take a lot of blame for things that I had nothing to do with. And that's all a part of it. But in the end, as Reverend Person said, I love you and we have to love in spite of all of that because that's what God's called us to do. Having said that, let's all stand now. I know you got that chicken on your mind. Y'all had, and y'all gave up an hour's sleep too. So I just want to make sure y'all, Lord have mercy, y'all. Y'all are something else. Let us look to the Lord now in our prayer time. God, we want to thank you for what we have seen, heard, and felt today. Lord, thank you for the 17 years that you've blessed our family to be here and to lead. Thank you for this wonderful congregation. God, we don't profess to always getting it right. We know that there are times where we miss the mark, but we thank you for the grace of not only you, but for the grace of the congregation to allow us to keep going. And so, God, we pray, God, that you will continue to be with us as we move on. And now, God, may your grace, your peace, and power keep and sustain us all. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. God bless you. Have a great day, everybody. Join Vow Keepers on Friday, March 17th at 6 p.m. here at Ivy for a workshop on intimacy with guest speaker, Pastor James Wilson, Jr. This is a store-bought potluck event and registration is required. Email vowkeepers at ivybaptistchurch.org to RSVP. The Ivy Men's Ministry will get on the bus to visit the National Museum of African American History in Washington, D.C., on Saturday, April 22nd at 6 a.m. The cost is $40 to include a seat on the bus and a light breakfast. You can make payments on Ivy app and Cash app. Contact Minister Sean Potter or Brother Tony Skinner for more information. Join us each Friday at noon for corporate prayer on Zoom during our 40 Days of Kingdom. Meeting ID is 757-244-5004 or you can dial in to 312-626-6799. There will be Bible study this week. Join us this Wednesday, March 8th, for a four-week series called Master Your Mind at 12 noon and 7 p.m. in person and on Zoom. The meeting ID is 757-244-0000. Parents and youth, free tutoring is available by appointment. Email christianed at ivybaptistchurch.org for more information. One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000 and all of the resources 
are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're going to do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support. Hello, Ivy family. Don't go back on your health and fitness goals. Join Shannon of Be More Fitness here at Ivy on the first, second, and third Saturdays of the month at 7.30 a.m. Register on our website. $5 fee for each session. See Shannon for more details. Centera Mobile Van will be in the Ivy parking lot second and fourth Tuesday of every month from 2 to 6 p.m. Physicals, general testing, vaccination, and more will be given. Our community outreach ministry will be supporting the homeless community at a port site in March. We are collecting a variety of items to help them with basic needs. The list is available on our website and in our foyers. Please donate your items by Sunday, March 12th. Our power prayer will be Saturday, March 18th at 8 a.m. Come out to pray for our families, communities, and nation. 